Welcome to our Basi Lagani series, Winning the Final Battle, Fair and Unsquared. This is Saratova Best. Question for the day is, who's going to run America? And who's going to run the whole world? Well, we know Tyra tells us it's just in the days leading up to Yod Shvat. So who is supposed to run America and the whole world? Mashiach Tikenu. He's receiving his He's accepting his Nesiyas, this Shabbos. So let's see what, where the Chumash and Basilagani all intersect, and, and what does it tell us about ourselves? In today's Chumash, it talks about how Paro finally said, here we are in the, let's imagine the scenario. Here we are in the land of limitations, in the land of Mitzrayim, and we are slaves, and we're on lockdown in the land uh, where they have us enslaved, they tell us what to think, what to say, what to do, where you can go, how far you can walk, which vaccine to take, all those other things. And we are slaves and we cannot escape. And there comes a moment, and that's in today's Chitas, where Paro says to Maishra being, okay, fine, go. It's already, I guess it's been eight plagues, eight makas. Okay, go. Go, go, you know, go serve your Lord. Go serve, fine. But I want you to leave the animals here. You can take your little ones, but I want you to leave the animals here. And Meisher Bina says, no, the animals go with us, which we're going to see in a, maybe another couple of days. What, is, what does that mean? You know, we take it all with us. The, the whole animal part, this goes with us. And, and, and then, um, of course, Hashem hardens Paro's heart. And what happens is, Makas, Makas, um, uh, uh, in the middle of Makas Chayshech, when it comes on the earth, there's one more plague. And what happens? Paros, um, Hashem says, there's one more plague that I'll give to Paro, and then he will let you go, and you will be free. Then Geula comes. So now, what you have to do before you leave, says Hashem to Meisher Benu, is, and we know the scene, every single man and woman has to go to her neighbor and say, give me your gold and your silver. We know that. And this is in the middle of a plague of darkness. In these concealed days when you don't know what's going on, we're supposed to go to them and say, give me your gold and silver. Give me all your sparks. Give me all the stuff. Now, what is this gold and silver? Of course we know the sparks of holiness, the sparks of Kedusha are in the gold and silver. How did the gold and silver get there? There was a famine in the whole world, and all the money in the world, meaning all the sparks of holiness in the world, were all brought down to one place, one holding tank, Mitzrayim. Everybody needed food. So they came to Mitzrayim. They gave up all their money. Yosef was then appointed to oversee all the money, and here all the money, all the gold and silver, which includes in it all the sparks of holiness from every single place in the world is all put in this central bank waiting for the time that we, after going through the whole boot camp, then go out to the Midbar, receive the Tyra, and then build the Mishkan with that gold and silver. We're going to talk about this more in Parshas Truma as it's coming up. So we take all the stuff of the world and we use it all this gold and silver, and we use it to build the Mishkan. That's how everything gets funneled into it, through us. 
So, and the interesting thing is that the Mitzrim, because Hashem did that to them, wanted to give it to us. So there's something very profound here. The non-Jews start to sense that there's a bigger plan. There's more to life than just the restaurant you're going to go to. The, as it says in Bhakti Lagani, the Shtusalumazel, all the nonsense. You know, oh, I can't believe it. I, I I booked this seat on the airline and they gave me a different seat and uh, and I wanted first class and they gave me business and all this other stuff. But there's more to life than that. There's something called truth and a master plan and God. And they start to see it. And that's the moment we, we've come to now and we're going to see it in Bhakti Lagani in the world, in America. Half of America is, co- is coming the realization that there's something more to life than just all your shtustalomazeh. And that is, there's a master plan. There's God, there's truth, there's a future, there's a master plan. Where do we go from here? Who's going to run our world in a way that gets us to our goal? This for Aesop, for the average American, is a revolution. Asa wasn't big on thinking about master plans and the real God. Not at all. This is revolutionary. If we ask ourselves, where is the Pella of Tushin Payalaf? This is one of them. It's, it's huge. So now let's jump with that in mind. So we understand we took all these sparks of holiness out with us into the, into the desert, into, put it into the Mishkan, into the base of Migdash. It's all there. It's in our possession. And it's now being go- going to be funneled into the third base of Migdash. So all of this, their stuff, all of their thoughts and their ideas and their philosophies and all of that stuff that belongs to the world out there, they need to give it to us. It needs to be filtered through us, which means we need to have very, very focused hashkafas, very Basi Lagani focused hashkafas to take all of the stuff of the world, not just physical stuff, but emotional, psychological, spiritual stuff of the world, collect it all, ask them for it, they give it to us, collect it all, and bring it all to the third base image. Just bring it all to Mashiach. Bring it all to Yud Shvat. So where this corresponds, and I just want to do this for a couple of minutes, where this corresponds to Basi Lagani, we're looking at Tachin Mem Aleph, Basi Lagani, Baisdalid, and the Rebbe is saying, if you want to understand, when we're talking about a treasure chest, in this case, remember, we took the gold and silver and, you know, we put it into a treasure, the Mishkan. Basi Lagani is talking about taking the treasure chest and opening it up and giving the stuff out. In the Chumash, we're talking about collecting all the stuff and putting it in one central place. We've done that, in a sense, in the world. Now, we're opening up this box of gold and silver, so to speak, of sparks of Kedusha, and we're, and it's being given out to the entire world. And then it will be funneled back in to the third base of Mizush. So when you're looking at this treasure chest and this treasure above from Hashem's point of view, the, we understand what the Mizrachim Magid tells us in Oratara, that when we when we wonder, what is the Eitzer of the king? What is the king's treasure? If it's a treasure, it means it's really precious to him. 
And if it's precious to him, well, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to keep keep it in a very hidden place. He's going to keep it away from the public eye because it's very precious to him. And look at these words. We're not talking about the gold and silver. Remember we just spoke about gold and silver? We collected it all from Egypt, from Mitzrayim, from the place of Gullus, from all the nations of the world. And we took it all and it has the sparks. Well, now we're saying some 3,333 years later, the gold and silver is not the real treasure of the king. That he has to hide it away because, eh, gold and silver for the king, this is small potatoes for the king. So what does the king want? Of course he wants the sparks. But the king has taken the sparks already. We've done unbelievable things in the world throughout history. So what is, what is, right? The gold and silver is somehow, it's gone through its process. And so, um, gold and silver, for sure, you know, it has to be hidden somewhere so people won't take it. But it's not the real thing for the king because it's something very small in his eyes. And he certainly you know, he doesn't have to make a whole big simus about it. And you can't call that his treasure, his treasure chest. So from that, we understand that what is hidden in the king's treasure is the movement Shazel Gun is the system, the Yaisim, Yaisim, Shel Tsar, or Shel Adam Pashat. The king, it's, it's, we're not just talking about the treasure of a plain person or the, the ministry. You know, they might have the gold and silver. The treasure of the king is what? The king's treasure is something that there's nothing more precious, precious than that. What is it? The treasure of the king is not gold and silver. We're done with that one. You know, it's we're, it's moving up to a higher frequency, by the way. They're saying with the new currency, you're not going to have dollar bills sitting in your drawer. It's a whole more sophisticated currency. You're not going to have, you know, go to Fort Knox or wherever it is, you know, take out the bars of gold. Those days are over. But the treasure of the king is what? Yira. Oh. That all of the nations are in awe of him. Yiras Hashem, the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Yiras Hashem, he eitzras. The Yiras of Hashem, that's the treasure. The Yira, the awe, is the main treasure. Now, so what we want to understand in a simple way, awe means, should we say fear? They're afraid of Hashem? Yes. In this case, really, when we're looking at What's coming up in this week in America, which is really overshadowed by Yud Shvat. When we're looking at it, we're asking ourselves the question, is the main treasure being honored? Are they afraid of Hashem? And we see that there's a huge battle going on. This side says we have awe and fear of Hashem. And the other side says, ha, 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 afraid of Hashem. <laughs> We're Napoleon's guys. We're Paro's guys. We're continuing their legacy. 
all the rules that Hashem has, you know, all the the gender and the this. We don't, we don't subscribe to this stuff. We're changing all the rules. Take all the things that were done the past four years that were in, in the direction of Yerus Hashem. Undo them all. Throw them all away. So the battle is going on in America. Do we honor the treasure of the king? All of Hashem, Yerus Hashem. Fear of Hashem even. Or do we laugh at it, God forbid? Now, of course, since all of this is happening in the week of Yod Shvat, well, who's in charge? The Rebbe. It's his week. It's his coronation. We don't have any question what he, what, what, which side he's on, obviously. And he gets to pick who wins, so to speak. Does fear and awe of Hashem win? Or does disrespecting and dis, and, and being mazalzel Hashem chas v'shalom win? Well, what do you think? <laughs> the cards are stacked in the favor, in favor of the one who's really being anointed this week on Shabbat, on Yud Shvat. 70 years. So, and we'll end with this. When we think of awe of Hashem, it's really knowing who Hashem is. When you realize, when you learn the wisdom of Hashem, as it says here about the year is also Chachma, He nears Hashem, He Chachma. As it says, all is in the hands of heaven except for all heaven. Yeris Hashem is Yiris Aramimus. It's exalted awe of Hashem, fear of Hashem, on which it says, He nears Hashem, He Chachma. The awe of Hashem is Chachma. It means from the level of Yechida, where all you know is one truth, the truth. Yira Ilah. That is what, that's the crown jewel. That's the crown jewel that's sitting waiting for, to be put on top of the crown this Shabbos. By the American people, by the whole world, by the Chinese people, they're all in a way lined up. They're not quite, they don't know yet that they're lined up to do this, but that's what it's really all about. And when you have Yira Elah, it's not just that you're afraid of Hashem. The Chachma, you understand, oh my goodness, this is Hashem? I never knew. If I had known who and what Hashem is, I would never have made those those mistakes. I would have never rebelled against him if I had really just understood who he is. So in a way we can say that our shlichus, whatever, you know, whoever has the trumpets, trumpets blowing, you know, playing tomorrow in Washington and whoever is flying here and flying there and, you know, 15, you know, 25,000 Militia, all standing at attention. They came to stand, or 60,000, 65,000. On some level, they all came for Yudshvat. They don't know that they came for Yudshvat. We do. How can so many people be collected in one place? We're finished with the days when so many people are collected in one place 
to rebel against Hashem? Nah. On some level, they're there. For the for, for coronation, Yud Shvat. So when we come, when the king opens up the treasure chest and he throws it out to the people, and the people give it to the people, and the people give it, and those, and they give it to the simple foot soldiers, and they even give it to Asaph's people. And Asaph's people start to recognize, especially through us, who is Hashem really? Then everything turns around. The whole equation turns around. And then we start to see the visible miracles of Tavshin Pei Aleph. So our shlichus is clear. Our message to the world is clear. We're here to be deeply involved in, 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 in the words of Pina Satira, deeply involved in the Maimaram, the Sichas, etc., deeply involved in the depths of Tyra, take that light, spread it, spread the message, spread the truth to the entire world so that the entire world should be ready for Yod Shvat to declare that Hashem Echad, Shema Echad, Zem Mashiach, we go to the Gula Mitis Vashlema.